I'm Connor Daly, and this is The Skinny. From Fathead Studios in Speedway, Indiana, this is The Skinny. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Skinny, the birthday edition. Everybody, sing happy birthday to Rico Elmore. (laughs) Happy birthday, pal. Thanks, Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for this beautiful place here. We get to come and have a little bit of fun. And we want to welcome one of the superstars in IndyCar. Connor Daly is in the house here today. Thanks for showing up, brother. Hey, thank you guys. Thanks for having me in this really impressive place. (laughs) I know. It's behind the innocent facade of a bookstore. Ooh. Oh, that's Batman, I think, right? I, I, I love it. Whatever you say, this is Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should sponsor us because I do, t- I do pump them up here a lot. <laughs> so. Anything you want, man. The stock just continues to rise. The whole world's going down thanks to coronavirus, and Amazon's probably going up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they will have a cure in yeah, one of those Amazon. They Amaz- probably have test those, kits. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling hand sanitizer for 150 bucks now. <laughs> all, all those masks yeah. that used to be $1.89 yep. are now $35. It's but they will right. save your life. And oh, yeah. if you want to wear them while mowing, they help as well. Apparently, <laughs> so. Exactly. Excellent stuff. So the guy sitting alongside here has some, uh, has some credentials to go along with him. We'll go back a little bit, probably around age 15 or 16, one stars a card in East. And I bring that up because... That was a vicious series back in the day. Skip <laughs> oh, yeah. Barber champion, Star Mazda champion, Formula 2000 champion, won the Walter Hayes Formula Ford trophy at Silverstone in England. First ever American to uh, to do that. Congratulations. So you've Thanks. got some stuff under your belt, brother. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's, um, it's been an interesting life. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot different. And when I was that age, doing those things and winning those things, um, I wanted to have a Lamborghini by age 21 and a house didn't have either of those things. And, um, you know, it's been interesting for sure, but, uh, I, I can't complain. No regrets. As they say, uh, it's been a wild ride and, you know, to be an IndyCar driver still, um, is really cool. Yeah. Well, you got to have goals. I mean, there's nothing wrong with yeah. a Lambo at 21. I, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's, I wanted to... I've moved it to 31 now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I've moved it to. So you've done some other things as well. Of course, you've uh, enjoyed some success in, in IndyCar, but uh, as of late, we've seen you inside of a midget. I had the pleasure <laughs> of spotting for you last year. You were in a Lambo, and you actually won a race. That's not all bad. Yeah, no, we, um, we last year, yeah, was really interesting. You know, starting the year, I only had one race on my calendar, you know, the Indy 500 with Andretti Autosport, which was awesome. Uh, really incredible chance. But then, you know, we did the uh, the Lamborghini Super Trofeo series as well. And I think our car won the most races in the, in the season, which is really cool. We were third at the World Finals um, in Italy or Spain. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it ended up being a, a really wild year. You know, when I when I lost my IndyCar ride full time and like at the end of 2017, it was like a whole full reset. Ended up doing, you know, one one race. We had the Indy 500 in 2018. Um, and then ended up doing more races with Harding, uh, the IndyCar team at the time. And then basically I, I had to think again, all right, where are we going to take this program to? And we took the air force to the next level with Andretti Autosport, which was really cool. And then ended up driving for two other teams last year as well and did seven races instead of just one. Um, so it became a, a much busier season. Um, life has sort of started to, you know, go back the right direction where I want it to go. And um, it's all really since I started racing on dirt as well. So maybe that's, you know, maybe <laughs> that that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. The missing piece of the puzzle? Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of exposure there. And, and the midgets, uh, the midgets, I think, the, the guys that are at the top of that field, you know, have eyeballs on them all the time. And certainly the Chili Bowl, we, I, I know you went there. Yeah. I honestly don't know how you ended up to be. Neither to, do I, yeah. <laughs> Somewhere in the in the soup there on Saturday, I'm guessing. But I mean, it's a, some of the best drivers of all time end up in the soup on Saturday, so it's not a not a huge deal there. But um, it's a tough, tough sport, and, and the guys inside of that gig that race the better part of a hundred times a year are hard to beat. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the the dirt racing stuff has been uh, very challenging for me. I mean, it's the opposite of what I've been doing ever since I started. Um, you know, my dad never even knew where a dirt track was when I was growing up. Uh, he was very much, you know, an open wheel guy, Formula One, IndyCar. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's been cool to try something. I was at a stage in my life where I was like, nah, I don't really have anything to lose. So let's just try 
whatever I can, I can do and whatever's, you know, on the table to, to do. And, and that was it. So, um, you know, David Bird made that happen for us, which is really cool. And he's been really supportive of that. And then Scott Petrie lately has been, you know, anytime that we want to race, he's basically put a car out there for us and it's been a really good car. So, um, it's been a lot of fun, but I don't know how much more I'm going to do. I think I've kind of like, it's really hard because as a driver, you're really competitive and you want to do well, but like, it takes years to like, do well against the guys that have been doing it for years. So it's like, I don't know if I want to, you know, continue to get, you know, beat up on the racetrack and just, you know, go through that. But it, it is fun and it is enjoyable. And I do think I'm learning something from it, but, um, but thankfully I've got like an IndyCar ride now where it's almost full time again, so that I can focus on that and, and, uh, be the best driver that I can be this year. Yep. I, I've heard that one or two years in the dirt will really help you on the asphalt. Many more than that. I've heard, can develop some bad habits. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I think it, it, people ask me, do you, do you think it is helping you? And I said, well, it's not hurting me, so that that's good. Um, you know, all the stuff that I did last year was all ovals except for you know two races. So um, and they all went pretty well. Um, you know, better than uh, you know they have gone in the past. So that's 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 a good sign. Um, I think I am learning stuff from it. I think it's been a lot of fun, and it's I think it's we got to keep bringing you know, motorsport fan bases together rather than separating them. So, um, you know, if, if I can help out at all in doing that, then, then that's great. I've got to ask you the word on the street, I think coming out of 2019 is that you would secure a ride with Andretti and, and U S <clears throat> air force. And then all of a sudden the last, you know, the last PR that comes out, you go with Carpenter and you're doing all the road courses and to throw a little caveat in, I've kind of heard a little rumor that there might be an oval track deal with Carlin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that yet, but uh, but we, yeah, I mean the Air Force program, you know, Andretti is 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 an incredible operation, and they've got so many cars, and you know they uh, as a business, you know, they accept they they brought in Colton Herta. That's you know five full time cars. So then you know where do we fit in? It just didn't work for for the amount of budget that the U.S. Air Force had to spend. Um, and Ed's situation was literally perfect, um, you know, for, for how much the Air Force was able to, you know, contribute to the program, for how much that they are able to get out of it. Um, you know, it's awesome. And I've, I've known Ed for such a long time. He's a great owner. He's a great person. You know, he's, an, he's a very much tied to Indiana, you know, almost as much as I am. And um, it's, it's, it's really cool to, to be a part of that team. Obviously, they show up at Indy every year with incredibly fast cars. I mean, the guy's been on pole 100 million times. He's had two all three of his cars qualified on the top four last year. So that's crazy. Um, you know, that's better than Penske. That's better than any other team. So, uh, it was a good spot and, you know, to get back on the road courses again is, is, is a lot of fun for me. You know, I haven't got to start the season since 2017. So it's nice to be able to go into St. Pete, um, you know, ready to get to work. And then I already have four races under my belt before we even get to the Indy 500, which I think is always super helpful. The one-off efforts are very hard, like very difficult to just, go through this entire winter, spring, and then show up at the biggest race in the world and just go racing for 500 miles. So uh, I, it'll be nice to be warmed up um, for, for that one when it, comes, uh, when it comes around. You're excited about seat time going into Indianapolis, but we were just talking with Dixon the other day, and he said, we're going into the first race. I've been in the car for a day and a half. So yeah. the limited seat time, even going into the season, is so much different than it used to be. But like you said, to have no seat time at all and then try to come into Indy, it's a tall, tall task. It's tough. And the funny thing is, is like I have a rookie teammate, Renus VK, and and he's had, I think, like six days in the car or five days in the car already because the way the rookie days work and the way, um, you know, that whole situation played out since December, I think he's been in the car almost six days. And like we got to we got to Coda for the big preseason training and it was freezing cold. It was raining all the time. You know, I had like two and a half hours in the car and then we tested at Sebring this week. And then, yeah, now we're going racing. So for the veterans, like Scott said, it's like, we've had a day and a half and there's a lot of new stuff with the aero screen. It's, you know, you've got 60 pounds added to the car right above the driver. That changes the balance quite a lot. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it, how it all plays out. I think St. Pete, um, is always kind of a, a bit of a gamble and then a bit of a roll of the dice for a lot of people. But uh, once you get like two, three races in, then I think people start to really fine tune what they've got um, and, and work with it. And then Indy is the first oval with the aero screen as well. So that could be a really interesting, um, you know, science project as well. Yeah. And that's 60 pounds from what I've, heard has really changed the balance of the car yeah it i mean in the day and a half that i've had it it, it definitely has um it, it and 
it's just odd. I mean, I, I had to make a new seat as well because I couldn't see anything in my old seat out of the aero screen, and it was it was too low because we've got vents now that kind of are above the steering wheel and on the top of the tub. Um, so it's definitely something to get used to, uh, and I think we still have some work to do. We've been on the simulator like six days as well, um, trying to figure out you know what what we want to show up with at St. Pete. Um, and I hope we make the right choices, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely throwing a wrench in the, uh, in the whole program for sure. So who else run in St. Pete with you guys? So it's just me and Renus. Yeah. So we're, it'll be me and Renus on all the road and street courses. And then, uh, Ed obviously and Renus for the ovals. And then I'm just like the third guy at Indy. So right it's good. Renus is good. I mean, he's 19. He's, he's, I mean, it's crazy to think that I'm like that much older than him right. now. I mean, I'm 28 right. and he's like. <laughs> He's very fast. He's a really good driver. Where did he um, come from? He came from the road to Indy. So he did all the, you know, USF 2000, um, you know, Pro Mazda, stuff like that, or what, Indy Pro 2000, whatever it is now. Right. Um, and, and he's, you know, he finished second in the Indy Lights Championship last year. So uh, he's been on quite a rise, but uh, IndyCar is a whole nother level. So there's going to be a yeah. lot that he's going to have to learn this right. year. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, the last time, you know, that was with our suite that's out at the track. Uh, that's our trip every year. Yeah. Unfortunately, not going to be able to do it this year with some other things in the way. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's always great. It's a great place to start, of course. You know, great weather, uh, beautiful place to begin with. But it's, it is. You see some uh, really, really good people get uh get kind of jammed up down there so it's a it's kind of a crap shoot and this year too as well like i think there's going to be 27 cars racing that's what i was going to ask you yeah, yeah that's there's cool. like there's a lot of tracks that are actually having to like rethink their pit lanes because they might not have enough space for everyone and that's like great for the series like we've got a lot more cars um you know i think there's 24 full-time cars rather than 22 which is great but you also have at least five or six races like the grand prix of indy might have like 29 cars like it's it's crazy because you've got the the fourth penske running you've got um you've got like the dragon speed cars you've got um spencer pickett coming back so like there's a lot more cars now for the year which is great and and roger penske obviously has helped that obviously adding money to the series doesn't help or doesn't hurt anything you know what i mean when you remodel a ton of money yeah and remodeling all the bathrooms (laughs) exactly bathrooms cutting down trees yeah a lot of good things yeah i was for the tree cutting by the way yep because now you can see from our suite all the way at exit of one so he did it for you yeah well i know (laughs) yeah i mean we were gonna do all all the green green fans send letters to yeah (laughs) thank you very much uh no apparently birthday tree cutter Apparently, he's going to replant every tree that was cut down somewhere else. I don't know. Just happens to be in a neighborhood behind the place. Yeah, or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right in front of the Turn 2 Suites. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the name Roger Penske coming into the program quite possibly instigated a couple more cars coming in. I mean, the, the confidence that people have that he's going to make this thing better is huge. I hope so. I mean... You know, putting two million in the purse for the Indy Five Hundred too. I mean, heck, all the drivers are happy about that. I mean, do we get much of that? I don't really know. I don't think so. But I think at least the teams, you know, will get quite a considerable amount more money, um, which is cool. And uh, I think there's a lot of good momentum in our series. I think we really have to use that because, like, I think NASCAR is doing a really good job as well, and who they're paying to market for them, and who they're paying to be at their races. But like. They're spending money in a, in a really good fashion. It's like I see so much more NASCAR than I have ever seen, like on the internet and on TV now. And so, like, we got to be able to match that. We're obviously a lot smaller, like a lot smaller series, way lower budgets. But, like, I think with seeing NASCAR TV ratings go up for, like, this first few races of the year is, like, I didn't know that was possible for motorsport. Right. But now right. it is. And so, like, if they can do it, we can do it because, like, our product is very good. Well, and, and, and yeah. that's, I mean, the like the race at, uh, you know, uh, St. Louis, for instance. Yeah. I don't know that there's a better race. I mean, just oh, yeah. just the excitement and, and how much movement and everything like that. I mean, I go to a lot of cup races. I mean, they, they have their deal in themselves by all means of what they do. But I'm telling you, uh, the IndyCar product, you know, and, and as we talk about with, you know, with drivers, I mean, you know, you guys are who they come to see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just happen to be in a car 
but yep. you guys are who they come to see. That was always, you know, that was always my thing with the NHRA. We were always talking about how cool it was and how, you know, the NHRA, you had, uh, you know, you had, you know, you had a lot of access to the driver and you could walk up and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I mean, I, I was telling uh, the story the other day, the first time I ever met AJ. Yeah. I was maybe five or six years old. Well, I was probably maybe seven or eight. But anyhow, believe it or not, my mother had to go on the field trip with me to the Speedway because, I don't know, they must have thought she would be a better chaperone than anybody else <laughs> I went and listened to. But anyhow, so uh, I had talked her into I had to use the restroom, which really meant let's go get autographs and break away from the crap, the group, which we did. And uh, so... Anyhow, we went down there, and I met AJ, and it was, uh, you know, that had to be, you know, early 80s, right? And I've never forgotten it. Yeah. And, you know, he just he's just an iconic figure, you know, and then, you know, my relationship with, you know, Uncle Bobby and, the, you know, some of these other guys. I mean, that's what people need to know about. That's what they need to understand. They need to understand who Connor Daly is, For where sure, you yeah. came from, and, you know, and that's kind of, you know, when Ken and I first started talking about this and started doing this was we just really want to talk to the person. You know, the yeah. racing thing is kind of a side note to us, which we think it's cool. We love it. We're, we're into it. But, you know, it's more about, you know, knowing who the guy is in there and that, you know, the, the hardships and the fights that it took to get to where you are today, which is pretty awesome. For sure. And I and I think IndyCar is there. They are focusing on that. Like they're campaign for this year is a different breed right so that's that's kind of cool like what we're doing is is definitely more dangerous than nascar or formula one or whatever so like they're kind of focusing on the fact that like we might have a few screws loose or we might be a little crazy but right. but that's why we love it so I, I think there's a lot of positive stuff going on and yeah they want to show who we are and 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 how we got to where we are and how we got the ability to you know, shut off the danger part of our brain and just go out there and, you know, do our thing. Yeah. I know when spotters land, we, we refer to them as the fast cars. Yeah. I mean, we spot, you know, you spot for, for NASCAR, you spot for Xfinity or whatever. And and just in common lingo is, uh, what what are you doing this week? And I'm spotting one of the fast cars and and making reference to an Indy car, of course. And going back to your, your point about St. Louis, um, and your point about danger, yeah. I mean, in this world of extremes, which everybody wants to go watch, they want to go watch X Games. They want to watch freestyle motocross and these guys doing crazy oh, stunts, yeah. you know, on these bikes, which is unbelievable. But in a world full of extremes that people want to watch people hang out on the edge, I'm blown away that the grandstands aren't just absolutely packed at every single oval track for IndyCar yeah. because it just does not get any sketchier than that. It is absolutely insane what you guys do, how close you are, tire smoke coming off of of the cars, you know, where, where you're banging and the wind's blowing you around and, and you're trying to keep it within a, a fraction of an inch of another car, but one more inch and it's disaster. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is crazy what we're doing. I mean, and even the road course product right now too is really good and, and it's great racing. And it's just, it's just a matter of literally forcing people to watch it. Like NASCAR forces you to watch them and like, and it works like the radio, like it's, it's just, it's a matter of putting our product in front of people at the right time, the right places, or at least making people aware enough to know, like, hey, this is what we got going on. Check it out, because what we're doing here is very crazy, and, like, especially on the ovals, I agree, like, is super wild. And, like, Gateway is one of my favorite races, obviously. And and they that the track promoter and those the, the event people do such a great job making people aware of that event. Like, you're right next to a major city, and they, they've packed the stands every year so far, and that's awesome. Like... I wish we could do that with Texas still. I wish we could do that. You know, Iowa does a pretty good job as well because it's a night race again, and that's great. But, like, every oval race should be a night race, right, other than the Indy 500, I think. And and I think that's um, – we're getting there. We're getting there. It takes time, you know, but it, it's – It's on it's the cool. rise. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about yeah. it the other day. I mean, yeah. it's, and even the road courses. Boy, yep. when you go to these road courses, Mid-Ohio and Watkins Glen, oh, yeah. Road America, I mean, you look at the campers and the stuff that's going on, these massive facilities are packed on the inside. It's incredible. And it's the party. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is it's the, the party, party right? Yeah. It's and the weekend party. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And I think, like, yeah, I think our at track fan like base is is great. Like you, you go Long Beach every year, sold out. You go Road America every year, sold out. I mean, all those classic Mid Ohio, all the classic road courses, and all the street courses are like 
very well attended events and like anyone i think everyone is aware of that but then uh, the people are like oh well that we saw texas well texas has like 200,000 seats because right. they built it 20 <laughs> right. years ago you right, know what i mean right. so like you you're not going to fill that but like our racing there puts on a great show so I think there are a couple places where obviously we can still do a better job, but the product is not the problem right now. The right. product is definitely not the problem. I think I think we know that. It's just a matter of forcing people to be more aware of what the heck we're doing. Yeah, and that social media as you talked about, I think in the beginning, in the beginning, just call it even a few years ago, so fragmented, everybody wasn't really sure what way do we go? How do we really approach this? Well, now, and also courtesy of technology, they're able to hone in on the audience that they want. They want that demographic, whatever it may be that, you know, whatever the sport is that they want to hone in on. And now uh, the, the technology has allowed them to really do that. And you're right. I think NASCAR is, has done a much better job and no, no question. Any car is on it as well. So they can get that information right in front of the people that want to go and watch. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the deal that NASCAR did with like Barstool sports, I think is like one of the best things that happened to NASCAR in the last 20 years and it's the same with like formula one and netflix like the netflix show for formula one best thing to happen to formula one in my lifetime for sure yeah i heard and it's those, unbelievable oh yeah i mean those are two things that everyone has netflix boom formula one what the heck's formula one i'm gonna watch it well this is awesome you know what i mean and like barstool sports huge i mean a lot of people have differing opinions on it but like it's a huge network and like right. a huge group of people that like all of a sudden, boom, they already like sports if they're following Barstool Sports. All right, well, we'll give NASCAR a shot if these guys are giving it a shot. I mean, they don't know that they're being paid to give it a shot, but it's it's incredible, and I think that was so smart. And, I mean, I, I try to be, you know, think ahead of the game and try to, like, be, you know, be like uh, figure out how to get ourselves out there more, and I like that. So hopefully IndyCar finds that, you know, that next step to kind of – I don't think we're gonna get net. I don't think we're gonna get a Netflix show, <laughs> but you know, I think there's a lot that we can do, and I and there's a lot of new people in place for this season that hopefully can you know bring us bring us a little bit more. I don't know that I agree with you. I think you could get a Netflix show, and and well, watch, we, yeah. the, the reason I say is watching that Formula One show. What's so cool about it is seeing that those are regular guys. Oh yeah, those you know watching the the team manager for Haas throw f bombs out like a banshee. Because he's pissed off and things aren't going his way. It's like, oh, that's a real dude. That's racing right there. That's behind the scenes and seeing how hard these guys dig all the time. And they're doing the same thing that you guys are doing at IndyCar. Oh, yeah. And the same thing that mom and dad are doing at the go-kart track. Yeah. You know, with their kids digging hard growing up. All and, perspective. And, and it oh, could yeah. easy yeah. be. IndyCar could easy fill that gap in, you know, over here. And, and that's kind of the basis of this show. Right. We want to talk to you guys. Yeah. We want to know some behind-the-scenes stuff. People want to know, like, who are these guys? We see them in yeah. the race car. That's cool. But once you become a real person, they hear, you know, you and Hinchcliffe going back at each other with uh, whatever you do to each, you know, scamming yeah. each other yeah. here and there or whoever it may be. Oh, yeah. They want to hear that stuff, you know? For I sure. mean, it's it's great. Yeah, I mean, I think there's... Our fans, you know, our core IndyCar fan base, you know, they will absolutely come up and talk to us at all the races. And I think we're, you know, we try to do a great job at being personable. And, and I, I certainly don't mind talking to anyone. And I think, like, the problem with Formula One for a long time is, like, I, I didn't know how to communicate with anyone. And now, like, you're at these guys' houses in the Netflix show. And you're, like, seeing what's going on. And, like, I know most of them already because I raced with them. But, like, you, you, I haven't talked to them in a long time because, you know, you're F1 superstardom. You never see anyone. But, like, for us, I think if we had something like that, there there is a lot of really interesting people in the IndyCar world. And I think, um, you know, there there's an opportunity to put us at a higher level for sure. So, so we'll see what happens. I mean, we got to create an incredible, you know, racing product again this year. We have to fight for everything we've got. Um, and then hopefully – all the work that Roger puts in as well can, uh, you know, we can, we can all be sailing off into the sunset on, you know, new boats that we can buy with all the new purse money that everyone's got, you know? <laughs> I mean, their pontoons are going great yeah. at Johnny Morris's place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A little 40 horser. <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah, I mean, we're not F1, so we're, we're definitely sticking with pontoons at, at first, not yachts. Not, not a big motor if you want to go on, uh, out on Eagle Creek, so just remember that. <laughs> you're, a, you're a great person to bounce this off of, um, I, at least for myself and, and Robert. Every sponsorship deal we've ever attained has been based on a relationship. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been, 
sending a, a deck off and showing them the accomplishments and what you're going to do and the exposure you're going to get. That's part of it for sure. Yep. But it's always based on a relationship. Has, is that the way it's worked out for you as well? Yeah, I think a, a thousand percent. There's never been, uh, I've never got a yes from sending someone an email. You know what I mean? Like, hey, uh, this, is, this is me and five different pages on a PDF. Would you like to give me $8 million? Absolutely not. It's like, so, thank you. Finally, yeah. I got the email. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could write the check. <laughs> yeah, re- I mean, I haven't sent you an email yet, but it might be coming after this. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see, man. I mean, it, it's the, like the U.S. Air Force relationship is, is a prime example. I mean, I, I would not be an IndyCar driver without them. I mean, I, I would not be uh, relevant at all. Um, you know, I, I once I got dropped from, you know, being a full-time driver without sponsorship, uh, you know, I didn't have enough going for me to, you know, be hired by anyone. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally okay with that because we were, you know, we were able to develop this relationship, you know, through Tom Burns, which was such a random, just a, a random sit down meeting. And we all ended up at the Indy 500 in a very chaotic sense. Um, but we made it and, and again, developed this relationship with, you know, with the U S air force, um, they like what IndyCar gives to them, and they have got a positive return on their investment, which is is hard for people to say these days. Um, and you know, this is year three of, of of a relationship. This is the longest sponsor that I've ever had by by a long way, and uh, it's really cool. Um, you know, I've met some of the most inspirational people I think of of all time. I mean, these like we're talking three star generals. We're talking incre- like the first female fighter pilot. I mean, incredible people are a part of this program and so it makes you want to go out and deliver for them obviously in an incredible fashion and now we finally get to see this car a lot more often you know we only had the air force car last year for two races and three races total and now we're doing 13 already so they're already getting so much more exposure and so much more um you know to be to be proud of so many more opportunities to obviously uh, you know get on the podium and, and win races for them um, so it's, it's definitely a relationship built business. This is a relationship I hope to have for a very long time, or at least until I can reestablish myself, you know, in, in the IndyCar world and you don't, you don't need a sponsor anymore to be relevant or to be, you know, employed. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely proud to have, you know, developed that relationship and, and hopefully it obviously continues for a while. Well, the reason I, I ask about that relationship in, in relation to your sponsorships is because I think that's what that Formula One show does. You get behind the scenes, and all of a sudden you meet these drivers, or you're watching these drivers, and it creates a pseudo-relationship. But if you watched the full season last year, you feel like you're friends with a couple of those yeah. guys, you know? And I think potential sponsors that are out there that would watch that would have a good feel for your personality. That's a guy we want to represent our company. Let's go meet that guy, or let's talk to that team. And it can certainly generate some uh, some excitement in that area. That's why I think it would be a great idea for IndyCar to take a look at something like that. Well, Formula One paid a lot of money for that, so <laughs> there's there's a lot there's yeah, a lot but there. It can be done. I'm in exactly. production. It can yeah. be done at a very reasonable rate. And there's a ton of cameras around there shooting a bunch of footage. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you could come up with a reality-based show without breaking the bank and, For and sure. cut a deal with, with Netflix. And NBC, we have a great relationship with NBC, For right? Sure, so yeah. if you, you put people. something on there, I mean, start it out with the NBC Gold deal because we've got great support there for those guys. Um, but, you know, you're exactly right on, on I think, drivers either retaining sponsors or, or, or getting sponsors because of what they're doing and how they're interacting with people. I mean you know, the air force did have options to not be with me for this year. And, 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 you know, it wasn't, well, I didn't like that, but the reason they stayed is because of the work that I put into it and the, and the, and the stuff that I'm trying to do for them. Because I think nowadays you have to work hard for like to be relevant or to be a driver still. And that means for your sponsor, for your people. So, you know, that, that is very important. I think there, there are people realizing that more and more. I think young drivers are doing that more and more, which is really cool. So it's an interesting era to be a racing driver. <laughs> and I mean, the interesting thing about it is what he's talking about. You know, I, I, we communicate quite a bit about a lot of different things. And we've, you know, Connor's represented us unbelievably, you know, over the last few years. And, you know, the thing about it is, is he comes to uh, the, uh, the event for my, uh, my daughter uh, you know, a fundraiser for her and he still stopped in, which, you know, meant the world to me to begin with. But he also said, 
I got to get out of here because I have to go down to the Marat uh, to uh, a recruiting thing, I believe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. A recruiting thing. And, uh, you know, uh, there's, I mean, I know a lot of these guys as we all do, and there's just not a lot of them that do that. And, and what he's doing is it's, you know, it's football, it's basketball, it's baseball, it's racing, it's putting the work in and, you know, it's business in general. And this is his yeah. business, and you know his office just happens to go two hundred plus mile an hour, <laughs> you yeah, know, which well, I feel like mine does a lot of times, but it definitely I, is not going. That and fast. I think it's a great choice of sponsor matchup as well, too, because maybe you get to snag a ride with the with the Thunderbirds or something somewhere Ooh. along the way. You know? I did, yeah. I've been in a fighter jet twice. Have now, you really? So, yeah, oh. And part of the deal uh, with Ed Car- Ed Carpenter really wants to f- ride the fighter jet. Like that's his thing. And I think I think we're going to get him in a fighter jet, but they're all, they also want me and him to uh, jump out of a AC-130 gunship out of the back of it with the wings of blue team. So I think you'll be seeing me and uh, Ed Carpenter fly out the back of a perfectly good airplane um, at the end at of some the season. Point. Well, that is that is in question. Race we're, morning. We're thinking like yeah, we're thinking potentially landing the golf course about hole nine, whatever, and then see what happens. I mean, you could do that deal. I, I wasn't. Uh, it was. I think it was two years ago. I was spotting uh, for Munoz, and they had the the helicopters oh, yeah. in the infield, and the guys were going down on. on oh the, yeah. It and was, one, yeah, yeah. It, I think we're doing it one and yeah. and four. Well, uh, this year the Air Force they they also sponsored Bubba Wallace, and so they had the car, the primary uh, sponsorship at the Daytona 500, and they threw him at the back of a plane, and he landed in the middle of the track, Daytona 500. And so I was like, <laughs> well, this they set a standard here where I don't know we're going to have to get some sort of FAA approvals to uh, jump in the middle of the golf course or something in the middle of the That's track, good. or. Anywhere else, because I don't care. I'll jump out of a plane with them. I think it would be awesome. And Ed is all in on that, too, which I did not know. I did not know Ed Carpenter was a, a wild man. Apparently, he wants to ride in a fighter jet and jump out of a plane. So that's well, great. He, he, he loves Oval, so this should He's say a lot. He's very fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the interesting thing, he's talking about, you know, everything with the uh, Air Force. I've had the uh, pleasure to meet a lot of the people that, not all of them by all means, but a lot of them, you know, being involved and being around the whole deal and uh, – you know, the first uh, combat fighter jet female, she is uh, amazing yeah. with a great family as well. And, um, you know, uh, you know, Hopper, that was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the guy that was head over recruiting uh, since retired, but still, you know, around a lot. Good guy. You know, the interesting thing about it is, is how exciting, how excited they are with what he's doing. And that is an unbelievable sponsor, right? It, it takes away the, okay, yeah, this is, you know, uh, this is super team or this is you. And, you know, when you finally have your sponsor, not a team, but your sponsor, yeah. that's what means something. And it, and it's something to cherish. And I mean, think about chip for all those years with target, yeah, that's target, chip Ganassi, man. And I mean, Hell, whoever knew that that would end? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's. I grew up in an era where I did not know Chip Ganassi racing other than Target, right? right. Like I, I, I was, was always I, said the way you said it. Yeah. Target, Target, Chip, Target Chip Ganassi. Ganassi. That's how you said it. Ever yeah. since I existed as a human, that was it. And they were the same colors. It was like this cool t- stuff. And then when that went away, I was like. I don't even know what to do anymore. Like, how do we yeah. even say that? So and, do we go to PNC Bank and yeah. buy soap? Or <laughs> yeah. What do, we, yeah. do you buy your, your Energizer batteries there now? I don't know. But yeah, the, and, and General Levitt, the three-star general that you're talking about, first female fighter pilot, her son races go-karts. And so, like, you know, she's been a crucial part of our program. Sadly, though, she will be moving on to another role this year. So, you know, we're trying to get them, and as well, Major, Major Ross McKnight, who's part of our program as well, they... You know, they're as part of the Air Force, you know, you got to move on to a different job or different, you know, role. And so we're trying to obviously close out their uh, their role with some some success here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we can do that. It's exciting to see what's going on in the economy. It's exciting to see, you know, when Dixon, we were talking with him the other day when he was in. You know, the interesting thing about it is, is, you know, you mentioned the road to Indy with these guys that are there and, you know, I think with Roger and listen, there's nothing against the Hallman George family. I I I I, I understand they had to be worn out. For I sure, mean, yeah. you know, this was life. I mean, since they were born. Okay, I mean, this is what they've been, and uh, you know, at some point, it's time to pass the torch. And you know what? Tony's the one that said, "Hey, you know, we 
we probably ought to talk to Roger and see if he's interested. And, uh, you know, your stepdad, Doug, being involved with all this. I mean, uh, it, it's, so, it's so exciting to see. I think the road to Indy will come back. And I don't yeah, know what yeah. that means. You know, you would like to see some stuff come through USAC. You know, who knows what that means, though. But it's, sure. it looks, it, it seems exciting. Yeah, there's a lot of positivity. I mean, Roger, again, it's like it's an odd lifetime to be in when you when you grow up not you know not seeing anything else but Target Chip Ganassi. But I also didn't know anyone except for thanking the Holman George family, right? Like that right. was you get up at the do your speech, thank the Holman George family, and then now you're like we're in a new era. Like, thanks, Roger. Congratulations on winning again. But thank you for also <laughs> owning. You know what I mean? Thanks for exactly. doing that. Um, uh, why have you got a car in this and you don't? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did your car have fifty extra horsepower? What's going on here? No, it's it, it, it's going to be cool. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a wild um, you know era to be involved in, like technology wise and where the sports going and where what what's happening in the world just in general. So, um, but I'm I'm excited and uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun this year. I just can't wait to get just going. Finally, you're back in this deal. I mean, almost yeah. a full season run and. Uh, last year, as you said, started off shaky with just a little bit on the calendar. You end up pretty good, and you end up filling in a couple of times. But yeah. I want to talk about that Indy 500 race because I believe it was just before the final restart. Were you, you were in the top five, but were you third? Uh, we were fourth, I think, at a time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm watching you. It's like, holy dude, like he's got one put together here, and your car was good. Yeah, it was I want to know what happened on that last restart. Yeah, so honestly, red flags kill people. I mean, it's it's terrible. The the red flags, everything gets super, super hot. We, we'd been struggling with with our gearbox all day, first to second gear, because you obviously don't use it that much except for pit stops. And uh, and, and our um, when we looked at it, the data, just going first to second gear just took triple the time that it should have, and, and that's what happens red flags sometimes. That's why like I think drivers hate red flags. I hate it because everything just stops and like all this well-oiled machine that's been going for a hundred and you know 80 laps and you shut it down and so it, it, it gives you a lot of uh you know a lot of room for error a lot of a lot of interesting things can happen so it was a shame but um but we you know we we still had a great day and it was still you know the last three years have been you know every year i've been you know improving my best finish at indy so we want to keep doing that um, you know, last year was my best qualifying, you know, it was my best finish. You know, we want to obviously continue to improve on that now this year, which I think we will. Um, and honestly, I had never run that far forward in the race. So like I was learning a lot myself, like when we settled in and it was Joseph, Simon, Alex, Ed, and me, I was like, well, this is exactly where I want to be. But it, it was a very different race from there because if, you know, in my past, I'd been just trying to do anything, just trying to make up anything, go from, you know, thirty third to to twentieth is a is a huge challenge in general. But you know, we were now at the sharp end, so I I, I put a lot away in you know in the back of my brain for for hopefully this year to where it's like all right, you know, now we're going to work on you know when do we need to pit for maximum fuel efficiency? When do we need to do this? How like do I make a move on this guy? How aggressive do we be on restarts? Because there's a lot of really interesting stuff that I was able to pick up. And then now hopefully you can use because there's a lot of the guys, they do that every year. But like for me, it was like, all right, this is a new thing. This is a new group of people to race with. And, you know, it's a great group of people to race with. I like those guys a lot. Um, so it'll be cool to, to hopefully be able to use that, you know, again this year. Yeah, and we bounced that off of Dixon and that race in particular, the progression of that race and how much more aggressive it gets really starting past the halfway yeah. point. But when you get down to the final 25 laps of that deal, they're three, four wide down in the grass, and they're doing things with those cars that nobody thinks is possible. I'm not even sure they're possible. Somehow they get away with it. <laughs> and you're up there hanging right with the guys and had that red flag not come out. Yeah. I mean, you had a you had a top five working, and you were hanging right with those guys. So I'm sure you did learn a lot. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, heck, I, I saw Will Power smack the wall out of four with 10 to go. I mean, I, he's still going, and he was, he was fine. So like, But there's, there's situations like that that happen, you're like, yeah, this is the last, you know, 20 laps and it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, you got cars bouncing off the walls, you got people all over the map. Um, and, and that's sort of what was going on. And so I, you know, I obviously, I, I think I, you know, I needed to be a hair more aggressive myself cause I was sort of getting used to, you know, making up spots on the restarts, but then, you know, we have this issue probably th- should have thought ahead thinking, all right, the gearbox is going to suck. So we got to either screw everyone behind me and then continue to do the, <laughs> continue to do something else. So again, a lot of stuff that you can build on. 
And uh, and it was fun though that whole day. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun to be a part of that event, that race, uh, race with guys that are you know close friends, you know Alex and Joseph and and Ed and um, and that's you know that's that's where I uh, really that's what I, that's what I took the most uh, you know took the most from for sure. Do you feel like it put your name on the map? I, I I'd like to think so. I mean, it's I think it certainly didn't hurt. I mean, we were up there quite a lot i still have not seen the race i apparently need nbc gold to watch any of the races from last year <laughs> so i'm trying to wait on an nbc gold pass for uh to watch any of the races from last year but you write uh, it in your contract yeah, yeah. come on man <laughs> yeah but it certainly did uh, i think you know everyone everyone judges so much in indycar off of the indy 500 you know i, I i've been on the podium before and we've led a lot of races but then everyone comes back to well you know indy's always been tough for him i was like yeah, but like there's 16 other races. Like it's if something right. can go wrong for people so often at Indy. I mean, Tony Kanata took him 25 years or whatever to win the race, and but the guy's still a champion. The guy's won so many other races, but like everyone looks to Indy, so you always got to continue to just up your game there and you know hope for a little bit of luck. But you know, I, I, my goal for sure is to finish in the top five next year. I mean, you got to you got to try and you know again go from oh happy with top 10 to be now we want to be top five or potentially fighting for the win and that would be you know that would be pretty pretty rewarding well you know the guy that the chili bowl kept getting away from yeah he was on our show and won the chili and then he bowl won. there you it go happened. it happened so i mean anyhow. isn't it amazing to think that like kyle larson exactly right? like that guy has been doing that for so long and There's he's so no, good nothing he hasn't won yeah. yeah i mean and he is unbelievable yeah unbelievable and i mean it was so I was I was there. Did you bail after your deal? Yeah, I was yeah. upset with my yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted you to get out of there. You shouldn't have been upset with your life. Now I said I this the other day when Dixon was on. I said, you know, we were talking about you know Ferrucci and yeah. you and you know the guys that ran and Davidson and stuff like that. I said, listen, when Connor got when Connor ran the BC thirty nine, whoever did that to him should be shot. <laughs> Because that's like throwing him to the wolves right out of the gate. It's oh, like, here yeah, you go. Not? Good luck, you know. But <clears throat> watching you run there and then watching you run at the Chili Bowl, you gave it a run at the Chili Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I, I mean, it was listen, fun. Listen, the people that were behind you had been doing it a hell of a lot longer than you, trust yeah. me. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's just the way it you know goes. But, you know, you watch it, you look at people that have won that thing numerous times, you know, Stewart, you got Swindells, both of them, you know, and all these guys that have won that thing. I mean, you ask any of them, there's a little bit of luck that plays into that whole oh, program yeah, there. Sure. But the whole Indy 500 thing, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it, uh, you know, who was it that was, uh, uh, was it uh, Hinchcliffe that was leading in the guard? Car? No, no, no. Um, oh, JR. JR yeah, Hildebrand leading last lap. Yeah, Oof. leading in the H oh, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the But know, I mean the, last year like last year for sure Simon he had the fastest car. Like like run. Simon no Simon question. was so fast and yeah he wasn't on the or was he on the pole? No, he, well, I don't I don't I thought he was on the pole. I thought he had a perfect month Yeah, of May. like it was he, yeah, he, he, won, he won the Grand Prix. Yeah, his yeah. car was his car was so fast. But yeah. you know what? You still have to make the right moves at the right time. All right. You know, Rossi was trying hard but like he had the fast car. So you obviously want to have that, but in the odd chance that you might not have the fastest car, you better be able to make some really ballsy moves at some point right. or, you know, be at the right place at the right time to take advantage of stuff like that. And I got to tell you the atmosphere. And I was, I was talking about this as well. You know, the atmosphere at the speedway for the month of May is, and you know, I, I would, uh, you know, the Holman George family. Yeah. I would give a I would give a ton of credit to Doug uh, and his staff, you know the people that he's brought in, you know, along with the help of Mark Miles and that mm -hmm. group. But you know uh, the Chris loss, you know, bring, yeah. you know bringing in the entertainment, and you know somebody said, oh, why do they do this snake pit? This is so stupid. <laughs> and I said, awesome. well, I said, well, here's the deal with the snake pit, right? I said, you have all these people that otherwise would never be at that. For I mean, just I would put about 99% oh, yeah. of them would never be there. They show up, and you know what? What if 10% of them go, man, that was badass. Oh, We're yeah. going back to yeah. that. And you know what? I don't know what part was badass. I mean, there were people back in the day that went to the snake pit just to burn cars down. Exactly, and that was yeah. badass. But they still <laughs> went back there for a good time. So, oh, yeah. you know, and, and that's really what it is. It's turned into... 
it's it's not and this is the same thing with St. Louis. It's not so much of a race as it is an event. The road course races, it's an event. So they have an event there where you know what, you can camp and you can do this and you can do that. And that's the cool part of it. That's when you have a good time. You can get together with everybody. I mean, I was at Daytona this year. I was, uh, uh, um, you know, fortunately, Ryan, you know, was able to come through his deal. Corey mm-hmm. LaJoy as well. But, you know, I, I was at Daytona and, and we were we were set. I was up in the Toyota suite hanging out with them for a little bit on Sunday. And I was amazed with how many people were there. Oh, and yeah. it was yeah. and you know what? It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome because you know what? Those people were there. They were spending money that they maybe couldn't spend before, you know? So if you have people spending money that they maybe couldn't spend before, you know, now you have sponsors spending money that they wouldn't spend before in the deal with, you know, bringing more cars. It, it's unbelievable. I was going to ask you how many cars yeah. you thought for St. Pete. And yeah. Kind of, kind of the tour, you know, how many people will be touring or being on the tour this year. And I mean, that is, that is awesome. And listen, you know, we need all of them. Okay. We need, we need IndyCar, Mm -hmm. we need NASCAR, but you know, we were talking about the uh, Indy light series, you know, we were talking about Indy lights when Dixon started, there were 30 cars, I think, or something like that, that he said. And, you know, now you have 30 cars that's unbelievable. It's a great stepping stone. But you look at the way NASCAR did it. Well, it's pretty hard to look at one of those cars and go, oh, that's a cup car and that's an Xfinity <laughs> yeah, car. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, well, cup, it's X amount of money to run. It's a big number. Well, if it's kind of the same car and really kind of the same engine, now you have a lot less expense moving from you know, the, the, uh, Indy light series on to the IndyCar series. And it's a great stepping stone if they yeah. detune these cars or however they do it, where, you know, IndyCar, you can only run so many races on one of these engines. Well, hell, maybe you can run the whole year if they tune them back enough. And, yeah. and it is a great stepping stone to come through and it is the road to Indy. So I, I hope they get that back because I think it's important. I mean, I'm usually pretty well bombed by the time the uh, Freedom 100 runs, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm not sure what they're doing. It's a good race. product, too. One of the yeah. best races of the year. It is a Every great year, is. man. It's unbelievable how close yeah. it is, right? It is. It is. Exactly. Wade Cunningham, was. Yeah. he was a pro at it forever. And I mean, even know. when I was doing Indy Lights, you know, 2011, like both Joseph and Newgarden and I were in Indy Lights, teammates at the same time, and we still had 20 cars. I mean, it was, it was a... I mean, you, that's where you had to be. Right. And that, you know, that was the next step was IndyCar. And obviously, Joseph made it happen. A lot of other people made it happen. And the Indy Lights car is actually a great car. Like, I did some of the development for it uh, before it came out. And, like, it's a great car. It's just a matter of, and the prize is incredible. I mean, you get to do, you know, three IndyCar races or, like, enough budget to do that. And, like, that's really good. It's a better prize than almost any other junior formula category in the whole world. Right. But, Again, it costs a million dollars to do it. I mean, it, it is it is tough. You got to have enough sponsorship or enough support to be able to do it, and there's got to be enough teams too. You, right now, you've just got like Andretti, Ballard. Like, there's only like three three teams, and then if you want to be with the fourth, it's like, do I really have a shot at winning here? So yeah. that's you know they've got to be able to get back to like having you know quite a diverse amount of teams, um, and I think they will. I, I really do because as IndyCar grows, you know. They're able to focus potentially more money on the on the ladder series because right now, I mean, like USF two thousand. I mean, those guys have thirty cars every race. That's the first level of the road to Indy, but that is really strong. And those guys yeah. are those guys are racing hard. And then Indy Pro two thousand is even better now. Well, so they like, have a smart program there exactly. with that F two thousand tub working and Pro Moz or Pro Indy Pro whatever. Yeah, it is. whatever. Yeah, it's Indy at Pro the next that, that <laughs> yeah. middle level. Same tub. It's the same tub. Yep. So it's, it's a brilliant move. I agree completely. Yeah. Good stuff. What year did you win uh, at Long Beach in lights? Uh, 2011. 2011. Yep. Yeah. It's a good time. We, we we led the championship after the first three races, and then I went over, went off to Europe. And, never and that was the old-style car, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone asks if I regret it, and I don't know. Joseph's 
Got a house in Nashville and a Camaro and well, two championships. Went to too. The, <laughs> and the I have funny, a Subaru still. So I don't the know. funny thing is, we were talking about this, how timing is everything. Because yeah. Joseph went to Europe. Not only did he go to Europe, but his team owner died. He passed away. Yeah. And yep. and he he went on to was it GP two where he really didn't he have tried much, GP three. Yeah. GP three where he year. didn't have much success. And then yeah. and then the the door opened up over here with Sarah Fisher and the timing of it for him yeah. just worked out perfectly and. You battled over there. You had some success in GP3. You know, a couple of wins, Barcelona, Val- mm-hmm. uh, Valencia. And, uh, of course, you certainly had a highlights reel at Monaco. But so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it was Joseph still. There's still no other young driver who has ever signed a contract like Joseph did his rookie year. He had a three-year contract as a rookie coming out of Indy Lights. No one has signed a deal like that since. And, I mean, like, in the last 10 years. So, like, that's exactly what you need, though, because, yeah. like, did Joseph win any races his first year? No. Second year? No. Third year? No, I don't think so. Not till like year four. And then like, that's, that's like, it's hard. Like IndyCar is very difficult. And like, imagine if Joseph was cast off year one because he didn't win a race or right. something. You know what I mean? I mean, this guy's two time IndyCar champion now because he had time he to had develop and he had a chance with supportive people like Sarah Fisher and Ed Carpenter. And then, and think you of all Penske. the young talent that, yeah. that came up before him that were Indy Lights champions, and you rattle off some of the biggest names yeah. that never got that opportunity. It's true, and I think that's you know I, I I hope to see. Obviously, now this year we've got McLaren who did you know who's who've got two rookies essentially with Award and Askew, and I'm like that's again probably the biggest deal that any rookie's got is to go straight from Indy Lights champion to you know McLaren whatever it is now yeah. Arrow McLaren spam whatever you call it. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I hope that more teams look at the guys that coming through the road to Indy like McLaren did. Be like, yep, we want these two young guys. Because it's very much the Formula One mentality as well. And You're always going to go with yeah. the young the young hotness, right? right. You, let's, let's get these guys in. They're young and hungry. They're going to do the job. And I think they can do it in IndyCar as well. But, you know, we'll have to see what happens. You know, and there ought to be some incentive to the team, right? Yeah, yeah. The road to Indy ought to have some incentive to bring them through, yeah. right? To pull them through there. And you know, free lunch at every race. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, you can get a cookout, and Roger and Greg are it's the a, ones running yeah. the grill. It's a so. complex system, but you're right. Yeah. All the fingers, all the spokes have to work together, right. and right. it is a complex way yeah. to try and get all of that happening. But if there's a way to do that, then, then that's the way. To yeah, and it. I mean, and, and and here's the last last thought here. You know, you're 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 talking about the young talent and things like that. Man, look at Christopher Bell. Yeah, he was a he was he was killing him in everything and now he's in cup and he's like uh you know and i mean he's he's supported by jgr so it isn't yeah. like he's running anything bad so anyhow connor thank you as always thank for taking time for us and <laughs> yeah man best of luck this year um great, I great to that. see you back behind the wheel man I'm excited. It's going to be fun. And, Pleasure uh, spotting for you last year, too. Yeah, thank you. No, I think it was, it was a great. spotter that helped you win. That was Barber, it. For sure. That was it. It's, <laughs> it's a confidence-inspiring voice, this man right here. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is. I have nightmares about it sometimes. He's like, let me get the race over with soon so that guy will stop talking. <laughs> yeah. to me. He's like, there you go. <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like K.O. said. You know, you get real drunk the night before, and you feel horrible, and you know you want to run the chili bowl as fast as you can so you can get out of the car. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Best of luck Thank in 2020. Guys. Thank you. Thanks for watching this episode of The Skinny. Be sure to check out all the latest sun and optical eyewear at fatheads.com. Special thanks to our sponsorship partners at Elliott's Custom Trailers and Carts. been a production of Fathead Studios. Please remember to subscribe.